0: This episode is brought to you by Jing's Mortgage Team. Jing's Mortgage Team is a team of real estate mortgage professionals whose mission is to help anyone with their real estate needs. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, refinance your home, have credit issues, or in need of an investment loan, we can definitely help you. If you're looking for a real estate agent, we know the best of the best real estate agents. Visit the link below for more information. Being on our show today, oh, uh, secret sauce with and Lau, I am honored and happy that you agreed to come on the show. Oh,
1: thank the you for having one, one of our you. guests.
0: Yes, yeah, you. and for our listeners, you know Jim is to me is 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 very important to share his story with our listeners in the world because Jim lives the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Absolutely. he yeah. it, it he embodies it. You know, he lives his life with uh, all these great business strategies right. and you know it he's been through ups he's been through downs whether it be business successes business failures yeah. physical successes physical failures and he has bounced back you know from it time and time again and Uh, It's an amazing story. I'm so happy and honored for you to be here, Jim. Thank you. Thank you again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I want to definitely, again, peel the curtain back a little bit about, you know, the person, the person, Jim McIntosh, you know? Uh, How did you get to where you are? You know, what happened that led you to your hardship? How did you overcome it? That's the goal of this podcast. So, Jim, tell us a
1: little bit about yourself. Well, I am the owner, broker owner of Complete Home Realty. But that's where I am now, but my journey has been long. Uh, it hasn't been easy. Um, I'm the oldest of six. Um, there's four boys, two girls. Um, mom and dad, you know, raising a house with mom and dad. Um, just, uh, when you have six people in a house, it, it's very difficult, you know, or it we're, we're was eight people with, you know, six kids, you know, um, because you have to try to find your identity. You know, you have to be, uh, you know, find out who you are, you know, as a person. And, and um, so that was a lot of the process, you know. Um, there was always you know a lot of people around and there's a lot of people around you know you've got to share yourself with those people but also your parents got to share yourself with those people also so you, you end up a lot of times you know by with your own self you know with your own thoughts with your own feelings and so you have to um just kind of set your own path and um you know i was always very driven um, i was always uh um very astute you know i was from early age i could count money at the age of four my mom would say well um, did you see where I put the rent money? And I could tell exactly where she, where she put it, where she hid it or, you know, it's under the sofa. And she'd go and she'd look for it, you know, and say, yeah, yeah, that's where it was. And, you know, you know just, you know, um, just, uh, like I said, um, I, we, none of us went to kindergarten. We were all, like, home, kind of home to it. We, were, we could all read by four, wow, five. Because, you amazing. know. um And you were the oldest. I'm the say. oldest, yes. I'm the oldest boy, so yes. Uh, and uh, so I had to be a leader from, yeah. from the beginning. You know, I, I always had a lot of responsibility. Um, I could cook from the age of six. We used to do laundry, you know. You know, we did everything. You know, we had to learn how to do everything because, you know, my, my mom and, and my dad. My dad was always working. He worked for the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom until we were all like in our late uh, late teens. And then she went back to work. and She worked for the Board of Education for 25 years. Oh wow, your mom, your mother was a teacher. No, she worked for the Board of Education in the Department of Telecommunications.
0: Oh. So
1: all the phone system, for all five boroughs, she was the lady in charge of that. So if they had a problem. They would call her and you know set the phones, all the communications, all the, the wiring. She was the person in charge of all that for for a long, long time. You know
0: it makes a lot of sense because you know for those of you who don't know, Jim skipped two grades, yes. <laughs> in, uh during his time in public school. Correct. And you know as a public school teacher myself, it's I can attest that when you you can skip grade, it's not just because the child is intelligent, but definitely you, you need to have a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of people involved that are in agreement and that can advocate for the child. Right. So, you know, whether it be the school or in
1: in this case, you, it seemed like your parents, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. who were
0: constantly advocating for it. And it gave you an amazing leg up. Yeah, right? my mom
1: was always on top of us, like, uh, you know, getting a 100 wasn't just enough. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was always, you know, if you, got a, if you got like a 90 or something, like what's wrong with you? You know, it, it's a, it was 100. It was A's. It was always, you know, top grades. Because that was going to be our way out of, you know, out, of the, out of the community. I mean, we lived in, in the suburbs. Uh, we lived in Springfield Gardens. But, you know, it still was, we were middle class. Well, we didn't think that we were. But then, you know, we saw some of our friends and other families that used to come to our the house. They were poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have food to eat. They would come to our house to eat. Um, they, you know, we had a pool. You know, nobody else had a pool, in, you know, at that time. So, you know, we had a, a lot of other things that people had. And there were six of us.
0: Um, would you say that the, you know, the idea of not just settling for 90, but shooting for that 100, or 105, would you say that that's something that, you know, that has instilled that foundation, that business mentality Sure. Well, yeah. you?
1: Well, well, you just never give up. You're always, you know, you're always shooting for the best. Um, but that's a gift and a curse. Because sometimes you become mm-hmm. your own worst enemy. You know, I was, I was always an A type person. I was always driven, always, you know, um, looking to, you know, expect, well I had to expect the best for myself because that's what, I knew what was going to be expected when I got home, you know. Um You are coming with a bad grade, you, you gotta hear about it. So, um, um, so um I always was, you know, gotta have a great report card, gotta set, set the example for my brothers and sisters, Um so I always had that burden, kind of, you know, you know that way. But then also, as you get later down in life, you know, those things that you learn, they actually help you, so, you know. Right, it, it, right. It sets the, it sets the groundwork for, you know, like you said, um being, you know, strong in your convictions, being able to do, um, you know, set the ground for just being a good person, being a good uh, good leader, you know, being a good business person, yeah. Yeah, so uh,
0: tell us a little bit about, you know,
1: college and... Yeah, so I went to to August Martin uh, High School, which was an aeronautical uh, um, school, and I thought I was gonna be an aeronautical engineer. All of us thought we were gonna be aeronautical engineers in the 80s, so I graduated from high school in 1981, um, went to LaGuardia Community College for one year, that year um, President Reagan fired a lot of the air traffic controls. So that had a ripple effect through the aviation industry. And by the time my first semester was over, um, it what were we going to do? So a lot of us just changed our major. Uh, I became a business major. And once I um I started by St. John's University, um, I went to St. John's eight years at night, got my uh, associates in uh, finance and my master's in uh, business. And um, just being in that environment, being in the business environment, that just sparked my, my juices. Um, you know, St. John's has done a lot for me. A lot of people in New York um, that went that, right there. Um, every business that I worked for, you know, there's always someone that was you know above me who was you know a St. John's graduate or St. John's alumni. So um, I just um, just loved it. And then going to St. John's, I was also to work at a bank, so I always worked in banking all the way through uh, college. And the banks were always pay for me to go to college, so I never had to pay for any student loans. I would just put the money out, get good grades, they give it back, and just keep, you know, keep going for the next, you know, seven, eight years. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, by it, the way. It's it gives you a lot of great life
0: experience, employment experience before you even graduated. Right, it's exactly. Great. It
1: was, it, it was well, that was that was all throughout the whole time that I was going to <laughs> college. It was part of you know, my makeup. You know, I work two jobs go to school, so I, you know, in, in order to pay for you know, pay for college myself. Now I put myself to school. My parents couldn't afford to. Uh, could uh, give me money because, you know, there were six of us, you know, small house. and my most of the income up until that point was uh, from my stepfather. And um, so, you know, I, I felt that burden to always, you know, take care of my own bills or my own responsibilities. Um, I've been working since I am 14. Um, how I even got into banking is even funny because I, um, I used to work at a gas station um, in Springfield Gardens. And, you know, back then gas stations, you would pump somebody's gas, you check their oil, you check their tires and whatever. So um, there was this lady used to come in all the time. And I would always give a really good customer service. And she said, you know, you always talk, you always speak with manners, you always um, have a nice demeanor. You know, you're probably good in banking. So, at 18, I applied for a bank, a job at Long Island Trust, and I got the job right away. And just from there, you know, I went from bank to, bank to bank to bank to bank. You know, developing my skills. And so that's that's how I got into banking. That's how I got into business, really. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's it's interesting because, you know as we were discussing uh prior to the podcast right. it it seems like there is a, a bunch of consistent traits within your life right yes. and one of the consistent traits that I, i've noticed is kind of not wanting to settle you know just for whatever you've got like you're constantly looking at a opportunity or an option to uh to better your life right sure. i mean do you, do you again just coming back to this you know maybe your, it was your tiger mom or right. mother <laughs> that's like, hey, yeah. no. you know, don't settle for just a 90, uh, go for a 100, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what, what happened in banking at this point? Like did you, did you, you, know, hop, you know, continue to hop around banking and transit into real estate or did you move up? Or? So
1: yeah, so I started as a teller and I just worked my way up through all the banks. I worked for you know, Chase and Chemical and um, North Fort Bank, Capital One. I worked for all, like really, really big banks. And each time I would go up or each time I would leave, go from one bank to another bank, I'd get a nice bump in salary because you know, banking only give you 2% or 3% raise. you know, that's nothing. You know, so in order to make a, a nice incremental salary increase, you have to go to another institution. But also each time when it was a, um, a title upgrade, you know, I'd go from teller to customer service, to assistant manager, manager, vice president, you know, and on and on and on. Um, and I just basically, I, I did retail banking, so I worked with, with customers. So you, you learn customer service skills. You know how to talk to people, you know how to have empathy. You know how to, uh, you know, I worked in some really high net worth areas. I worked in Forest Hills. I worked in uh, Valley Streets, so I worked in areas where people have money. So you learn how, you know, they give you tips also. So that you, you get tips from them. Um, you learn how to manage your finances. You know how to talk to people. Um, how to manage. I mean, I I managed thousands of people. I mean, interviewed and managed you know you know my bank for thousands of people. Um, it was just. Uh, all part of the of the final product that you see today. I mean, it, it was always something, always striving for more. You know, uh, you know, we were, we were I, I originally came from Brooklyn, um, and we would just, you know, always wanted something more, always wanted something better, always wanted to be able hustler, to- right, like you you Hustler. To, yeah, hustler, hustler, right, you have to, hustle you have to hustle mentality. Exactly, yeah, absolutely, I agree. You know, and that's, that's, that was exactly how I would clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, why not? why why should I not? Why should we not have the best? Why should we not try to do as much as we can? Um, You know, and, you know, but also give back on along the way. Uh, And just always was just striving to um, really be just, uh, you know, a a good person, a provider, you know, um, and take care of myself, my family, when I, you know, when I was married and things like that. Yeah, again, I just want to trust the importance, you know, like, not settling. So important. Yeah, you never know, giving up. Yeah, yeah, not, settling, not settling.
0: for your you, whether it be your position in life, whether it be your grades, whether it be you know uh, you know work, you right. know whether it be a home, whether it be a car, etc., etc., etc. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. because constantly striving for more and for better, you know, even if, you know, kind of even if you don't get it, right? You're like, you're, you're getting closer to it, and right. you'll you'll see benefits. Right. What, what is the word? It's Like. You shoot for the stars, and even if you don't get it, you get to the moon, right. you know? Right, like, exactly, exactly. But, right. but you, yeah. you want to continue to keep going. That's right. correct, that's So true. there's like a, a value definitely that we can gain here, you know, is right. definitely continue to strive for the best. Yeah, it's, right?
1: it's, you know, like I was saying to say to you yesterday, know, it's being consistent, you know, constantly striving, being consistent. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. You tried it, it didn't work out, you either continue on that path or you, you know, deviate and go to something else. You know, but, man, you just keep moving constantly. You've got to be constantly moving. Yeah. If you get if you become stagnant, you, you don't move. You don't grow. Um, you know, as a person, or you know, you know, even professionally. You know, some people just go to work and collect a paycheck. I was never happy with that. Yeah. I was never ever happy with that. Yeah.
0: Now, what point from from these positions of banking? At what point did you say, hey, I'm gonna try, you know, get my feet into real estate or?
1: So, uh, in my last year of banking, which is probably like around uh, ninety, ninety nine, two thousand. Um, I was I was a branch manager. I actually was managing two branches of Northwood Bank and Valley Street. And always top producer. We were always all my all my branches we would always get trips and whatever incentives the banks would give, were giving us. I think you were the youngest also at, vice president, wasn't it? At Citibank at the time. City? Oh wow. Anyway, in City bank at the time that you know, back in the nineties when I when I got my promotion. So yeah, because I had done so much, I had been on all of these different teams, all these different uh, groups and you know, people recognize you when, you, when you're when you a good hard worker, you know, and so I was able to get those type of recognitions, and so I was able to move up, and, but in, the transition from banking to, um, being my first really entrepreneurial, um, getting my feet wet, you know, in a, in a fast food restaurant was, uh, I worked at the bank, and, um, I just had a manager that was a little difficult, well, she's not even a little, very difficult, you know, um, he didn't understand the process of how to, um, grow a bank, but he was in charge, so, um, we always were top performers, and I just got t- started getting tired of it. Uh, so, I, you know, back then we had four weeks vacation. I took one of my weeks of vacation. One of my friends said, you know, you probably be a good real estate agent. All right, let me give it a try. You know, it was 35 uh, hours of instruction at the time. Now it's 77 hours of instruction. Um, I took the test, passed it my uh, my first time. A lot of people don't pass it the first time. And um, from there, I signed up with a company. on am in Bayshore, uh, Kennedy Long Island Realty. And within my first month, I had my first sale.
0: Wow! Uh, and from, from from there, I
1: I was hooked. You know, you, know, you get that adrenaline. You know, it's uh, you, you get that rush. You know, from 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 helping people, um, from, you know, going out showing houses, from you know seeing different, you know seeing different things, and from there it just has snowballed, and snowballed into. Um, eventually, I became my own um, my own um, broker and then have my own company. It's
0: it's a definitely
1: a interesting,
0: euf- I'm sure, euphoric feeling where it's like. You did it. Yes. You know. Right. You. You know. Was it a listing or that? It, it was. It was someone else's listing, but I. But I sold. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah you yeah. sold it. It yeah. was like you know. You did it. Yes. You know. And you know. Y- you. You can made the connection. You closed
1: on the deal. Right. And without you, right. somebody else would have done someone it. You else know? Would have done. But you did it. And and I was green. Like, that was. It was like really my first or second week. Um. I got the lead from the broker, and he said, you know, this is the, this customer will see this house. And no problem. I was you know I made myself available in that evening, and I I worked both. Jobs for a while. I did the restaurant for a while and did real estate, and I also was doing the banking. So I was working three jobs. I was killing myself. Wow. Um, work well, I work in a restaurant. Well, I owned the restaurant, so now I the yeah, pl- right, pl- the, oh, pl- you yeah, had a pledge. Yeah, 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 time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We had a uh, five-year commitment. We, uh, we were doing that, so I was kind of doing all three things at the time, and something had to give. So I finally said, you know, to the bank, I said, you know what, I'm I'm going to leave, um, and they didn't really dispute. <laughs> they were probably glad glad that I left because I wasn't really happy, and they weren't happy. And, so um, yeah, so I did the restaurant for a while, and then uh, we had, came to a point where we had our, our lease was just about to be up, and... Um
0: well, well, let's talk about
1: pudgies. Yes. You know, uh, uh,
0: talk about, you know, again, uh, coming back to this idea that, hey, you're always looking for a better opportunity. Sure. Never settle it. You right. know? And then suddenly, this opportunity came up to purchase the franchise. Right, right? yes. Uh, open up your... Right, we pr- right we purchase right. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So talk a little bit
1: about that, and
0: you know, what happened?
1: So yeah, so we um so I was married at the time. Um my ex wife um, um had two daughters, so sorry, I, mean, I used to call them my daughters, um and um we lived in Islandia and Islandia has this huge strip mall and uh, everybody pretty much knows that they live in the area and uh they had a there. There was there was already an existing franchise. The guy wanted out and I went there one actually went there one day and I bought chicken for dinner and um we started talking, because 'cause I'm always very um, so I always like to talk to people, and sometimes people just see my face and they just start talking to me for any reason. <laughs> so, um, so we, the guy, the guy um, you know, we um, struck up a conversation, and then we he mentioned that he wanted to sell it. So I mentioned to her, you know, that um, you know this dude wants to sell his business. We went through all the training. We, you know, we put a lot of money out of our 401ks, our retirement plan, and we 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 purchased this franchise. Um, and then um, after everything's done and set and set in stone, and everything, and we're the owners, um, my ex-wife decided that. She didn't like to do, she didn't want to be an owner. She didn't want to have to deal with restaurants. She didn't want to deal with the staff. We, and we had only been in business by maybe uh, two weeks, if it was that long. Wow. Um, so, because she, she used to be in banking also, but she worked in a totally different division than, um, than I did. And um, so now we have this this restaurant, and we have a five-year commitment. That must have been a strain on the that relationship, huh? It, it was a strain on the relationship. Um, but we stayed married for many, many years after that. Um, but it's, but I was doing the restaurant. I was doing the um, the bank, and then at the, at the at, toward the end of the, my bank career, I got my real estate license. So, uh, finally I finally left the bank, went to Pudgy's, and we worked there for five years. Um, I owned it for five years, um, yeah, and that you know, it was always my dream to actually own a restaurant. That is no longer my dream. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's it's it's, it's 24/7, 365. Oh, no. Food business is very very tough. I respect people oh, no. who work who own restaurants who work in the food business, it's one of the toughest jobs that you could possibly have.
0: Yes, for our listeners, by the way, I'm gonna have some uh, restaurant owners on the, <laughs> the podcast soon. Yeah, so yeah, hear, hear how
1: difficult it really is. It, it's, it's, it's very, it's, 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 it's you, you know Unless you have someone to be supportive, you, you can never really take time off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cash business, so you can never trust people. You know People, you know they'll steal your, steal your buying, they'll steal your cash, they'll steal your product. Um, but one of the things about Pudgy is it was a very good uh, brand. Um, it was just poorly run um, by the uh, people who owned it. So it was Pudgie's, um, Arthur Treatures, and um, TCBY. So it was like a tri-brand type of um, um, business that we owned. And um, the chicken is the most, it's the best <laughs> chicken. It's, it's skinless. So I, I'd be there three, four o'clock at once, skinning chicken and cleaning mm-hmm. it to make sure. You know, cause I would go to XY to make sure that chicken was clean. Um, what other companies do, I mean, how they prep their chicken, I can't talk about it and I don't want to talk about, but I know that even today, if I see a Pudgie's, and I just happen to be driving. There's only a few left on Long Island. I'll stop. I'll go and grab a box of chicken and eat it later or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that the chicken's clean, the quality's good, the breading is 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 good. Um, it's it's just a good chicken. It's a, yeah. it's just good chicken. So uh, yeah. so after we uh, we did that. Uh, um, Arthur Treacher's also another good company, another good brand. You know their fish and chips are phenomenal. And then TCBY. So you know and that also probably you know have that five years of owning a restaurant probably also added to some of my uh, health issues later down the road. Right. Because I wasn't eating one. Well, that's let's talk about pudgies.
0: I mean mm-hmm. at this point, you know, uh, you had owned the franchise you said five years, five yes. And yeah. at some point you said, Hey, you know, I'm assuming it was a drain error. It drained yeah. financially, yeah. right? It, it was drain not finance. just financially, your your, your health, your health, mental yeah. your yeah. mental health, oh, yeah, your, right. Right, right. right. You, to a point where you said, Hey, I gotta walk away from this. Right. I mean can you
1: can you talk a little bit about Yeah, so issues? it 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 became a it became a strain in on all those aspects every aspect of my life. Um, because it became something like, it, it was originally was my dream, but then it became something like a burden, like an anchor. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't just close the doors and, and walk away. We, we had staff. Yeah. Um, we had responsibilities to Orlando. To we were paying the lease and the lease was, you know, the lease payments kept going up every, uh, every, uh, two years. And so, um, I must've been
0: so shocked. I can imagine because I, as a, as an elder sibling, uh, an elder child right. out, of, out of six, right. always, thinking about caring for your younger siblings. Right. And I, I I, would think, you know, this kind of translates to, uh, you know, your leadership quality, always right. caring for, this yeah. must have been crushing for you. It,
1: it was, it was The staff under you and you
0: have the, right. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, well, you have Yeah, you have, you have. a staff, most of them were, were teenagers, you know, uh-huh. and, and, uh, uh-huh. and younger adults. Um, um, So you're providing that type of uh, business, uh, you're providing income for them. Mm-hmm. Um, And even with this business now that I, you know, um, I could probably be successful, I, not probably, I could definitely be successful with my own, and maybe have just a small team. You know, I may have, maybe we'll have one person. But, you know, I have agents that work under me, you know, they depend on me for leads, for guidance, for training, for other things that they wouldn't probably get at other brokerages. Right, right, again, carrying that, you know, elder brother yes. type of a mentality, Always. right? Always. But, 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 yeah, let's,
0: let's come back to this. So at this point, you know, with Pudgies, hmm. you said, hey, I, I can't take this anymore. Yeah,
1: so we ended yeah. up having to sell, the, um, oh, we, we yeah. sold the franchise at a, at a, at a loss. Um, it took a while to get back on your key financially from that because you you're, 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 you're doing that you're also doing some stuff at home and then um you're just getting started into real estate so yeah yeah and, and please for our listeners I mean, this is for many
0: business owners many entrepreneurs this is it right many many you know entrepreneurs they walk away and that's it I'm gonna they walk away get entrepreneurship that's right I'm just gonna you know go back to nine to five a paycheck yes exactly that's you know but but talk about that like how did you what was it that the secret sauce in that situation that right. help you bounce back that say, hey, I'm not only going to, you know, pick myself back up from the bootstraps, but I'm going to potentially start my mother's business.
1: Right. Right. Well, well, I was already thinking when, as I was uh, in the process of leaving, I had already got my license to become a realtor. So I knew I wanted to do real estate. I wasn't sure how successful I was going to be. And it. I mean, you know, people, you know, they think that real estate is garment, they watch uh, reality shows and stuff, that's it's just, scary it's right? nothing like that, it's, you are you're you're working, um, you're working a lot of hours, you're, you are like the, like the postman, you're in the rain, the sun, the snow to your knees, the ice, you're, you know, you're driving around, um, we used to take people in our cars. we no longer do that because of liability reasons, ah, yeah. um, you know, also, you know, everything now we used to have, you know, phone books that we have to look at the listings. Now everything's internet based. So it's a, it's a you know, I'm, this is my 20th year in real estate. So it's changed tremendously from what it was in 2003 to what it is now in 2023. It's just night and day, really. Wow, yeah.
0: Yeah, would you say that, you know, it was a drive like, you know, to, to continue to be your
1: own boss? Yes, that I, yeah. you to after I left the bank, um, yeah. after I left the bank, I, I was determined to never yeah. work for anyone else again. Um. I don't, you know, I, and I have a lot of friends that do, and I respect, you know, what they do, because everybody's got to do something, and, but it's, uh, I, most of my friends that complain about their job, they don't leave the job because of the job, they leave because of a manager, they leave because of a supervisor, someone who just doesn't get it, or is micromanaging them or treating them bad, that's usually why they leave a job, unless it's for a, a better job or more money, um, that's usually why people leave leave their job, I mean, there's so many people that, you know, when they watch it, they'll say, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, my, my boss said, you know what? So it's it's, uh, but it's that's not how it should be. So that's I always take that with me. So, um, you know, I treat my people, treat my people well. You know, um, we have team meetings, we have team outings. Um, I've always been the type of person that's make myself available. So um, people feel like you can come to them with a problem, with a situation, um, that they're not by themselves, um, that they just uh, that they they feel seen, that they feel heard. And that's kind of what most people want in their job. They want to, they want to feel um, seen. They want to feel heard, um, and that their that their voice matters.
0: It's almost like actually, it's like a, a almost like a human need, anyways. Like it's not necessarily right. just professional. Sure, exactly. Right. It's just people want general. to be seen and heard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. you know, people want to be yeah. seen, heard. You know, felt like they are understood. Correct. You know, yeah. and not just rolled over type of a. Right. 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 So okay, so then at this point, you yeah, you said, hey. There's no way for you at least. No, you're
1: gonna jump, Go no, back to. There's the no five. way to go back to. Yeah, yeah, five. yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I've been in, you know, some situations financially. where, you know, dealing with stuff. Um, your rent, you know, when mortgages. You know, you, you get on your mortgage. You have to catch up, and because um, this is a cash business, so you know it's not consistent. So you've gotta, you gotta put in the time. You gotta put in the work because this is not. Um, there's no, there's no paycheck every week unless you don't set up the business that yeah. way. You know, like I do, I set up the business to have a salary now. But you know, um, in the beginning, there wasn't. You know, you were, it was commission based, so you have um, you only getting what you put, what you put in and what you what you, uh, what you know what you put into the business or what 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 sales were available. So I mean, this is 2003. I've seen three or four different markets. You know, I've seen a buyers' markets several times, I've seen a sellers' markets several times. I've seen a recession. I've seen the market collapse. I mean, um, I was also a mortgage a mortgage broker at the same time that I was doing real estate in 2000 from 2000 to like 2006, I was a mortgage banker. I was doing real estate and mortgage banking at the same time. So wow. um, I was doing very, very good through those years. But that was also the years that the market was a little crazy, and so people, you know, you could see the value starting to go up, and then all of a sudden, the collapse. You know, that collapse in 2006 and 2008. If you weren't doing financing at that time, you have no idea how bad that was.
0: Well, I, I wanna, I wanna, you know, uh, uh, meditate a little more on you know, your. Decision making, because you know, up until now, you know, post college, right. it's like, you know, of course, you know, you're a go getter. You want, you don't want to settle for the best, but it's like you're you're dabbing your feet in all these different industries. Right. And you know, for our listeners who may be a little reserved about trying new things, right. I mean, would you say that it's a risk and reward type of an analysis that you make? And how do you go about making these kind of decisions? Right. I mean, I think this is something definitely that's valuable, because because you know, there's people that are you know, stuck in their own mind that they don't want to get out of their comfort zone. They want to keep sure. getting, doing the nine to five because they're afraid or, you know, like, what is your risk and reward analysis? How do you make this decision to say, I'm going to
1: try these different things and right. take the chance? Right. So basically by going to St. John's, I had the basis. So I had the business um, basis. I had the financial So. That, and the reason that I took those majors was because that can lead me to any number of industries. Sure. And it just so happened that the ones that I picked all happened to kind of be interrelated. So, um, <laughs> you know, from banking to the mortgages to real estate, um, even to owning the store, it was, you know, it's all interrelated. Um, um, and, yeah, I, I basically I would just take a situation and just look at look at it reasonably. You know, you know, what is the return by me investing all this time, investing all this money? What's, you know, what's the risk? What's the um, and do an assessment and just yeah. say, you know, sometimes it didn't work out. I mean, several, many times it didn't work out. I mean, um, you know, when I sit down and I do a budget now, I usually do my budget in October for the year, we, the next year coming up in my real estate business. You know, we have to look at the marketing that we have set up. How did it work? Um, is it effective? Is it giving us the leads that they promised? A lot of these companies don't. Um, is it? Um, can we grow from that, or is there something we can tweak to make it even better? And a lot of times, we can always make it better.
0: Right right and you know for the, for our listeners who don't know what the risk and reward assessment is it's it's basically making a decision based on the amount of potential risk yes. of, of failure okay. right it's not working out right. right but if you're successful you get a reward right? right and the idea is that the greater the risk ideally right the right. greater the risk the greater the reward that you get right. and you know, uh, the lower the risk, the lower the reward, right? So there is a, uh, it's, it's a business I mean, a, a, a strategy, Sorry, right? yeah. Risk and uh, yeah. reward assessment. Right. And
1: uh, Jim, you
0: know, uh, you you constantly you know, assess this. Always. To, right, and right. all the decisions that you make. and Everything, yeah, yeah
1: even uh, on a daily basis. I mean, you know, yeah. if someone will call me and say, you know, they want me to, to buy a product. Okay, well, is that gonna be good for my business? Is it gonna be good for my team? What's gonna be my return on, on investment? Um, those I, the, I, those things factor into almost every decision that we make, and yeah. then uh, on a usually on a quarterly basis, I will take my budget and see what we can tweak. You know, as as we have subscriptions, as subscriptions um, are due to expire, do we need to keep this company on? Do we need to keep this vendor on? And um, we're constantly tweaking. So it, it's a it's a constantly moving um, target. It's never stagnant. It's it's consistent. We have to be flexible. We have to be making sure that you know we're doing the right thing. Um, Know, for personally, for myself, financially, for the, for the team. Um, because you know, when you, as a real estate broker, every time we do a transaction, at least seven other industries are affected. Mm-hmm. You have attorneys, you have title people, you have landscapers, you have moving people, you have all these different industries that, that flow into a, a real estate transaction. And so I'm proud to be part of that, 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 that cog in the wheel because without me, other things don't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, attorneys don't, don't work, um, people don't move from, from place to place. Um, so um, it's, I, it's a great I know, think that we're gonna you know I think we're gonna be here for a long long time you know? yeah even though the internet is, is strong um, they still need yeah. the human person to actually yeah, interact yeah. and, and yeah. negotiate and do things like that so. yeah I think for the outsider when they look in, in
0: uh, at all these amazing experiences that you do you know I mean for you it's probably hey you know uh, I, I, I just do it you right know? but then I think for the outsider it's like wow Jim did all these things but but know that Jim didn't just blindly do things you know like Jim took calculated risk Correct. and it, you know through research through understanding what he's getting himself into mm-hmm. lowering you know the potential risk right, right of a failure right, right. so um, it's something to, to think about if for those of you that are thinking about trying something new you know don't really know what to do and you know it's not blind. Jim's not doing this blindly Jim is taking calculated risks. And,
1: and, and, and I always you know look to other people I, I've had mentors um, I've been a mentor, um, and it, it doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, the internet is a good source of, of information, but you need to speak to someone in the, who's doing it on on the ground, who's who's in the industry. You know, speak to someone. Don't just, you know, cause, cause, and, and speak to someone who's really doing it successfully. Because someone will tell you, oh, yeah, we're doing great. And if you look at their numbers, they're not doing so great. Or someone will say, oh, don't get into that business. They, they'll try to discourage you. Um. Could be for any number of reasons. You know, they're not happy with their, their particular situation. They don't want more competition. I mean, just whatever it happens to be. But so you really have to do your own research. Do your yeah. own Do your own due diligence.
0: And as far as asking people, I mean, you can hear it from Jim. Like Jim is a very personable, you know, guy. And it, it pays to be a good person. It pays to be personable. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit because you never know the person that you meet. Could be the person that gives you valuable information because they're in a particular industry. So okay. something to definitely think about.
1: Absolutely. Um, One of the things that we do at, at, at the church I used to go to the time gospel time. We used to have like a two minute meet and greet. So right after they do the work, the stop. And then people, they would have too many words. To, and they would say, they make you get out of your seat and go introduce yourself. Wow. So when I go to networking events, I always do that. I always have a pocket full of cards. I never forget my business card. I'm always with my business card. Even if I'm just walking around my complex, my business cards are in my wallet and my wallet is in my pants. I'm just, I always have my business card. So I can always just give it out. Um, you know, if even if I can't talk to that person right then and there and give them my full attention, call me. I'm available. Text me. I'll call you back. Go on my Facebook page, go on my social media. You can see what I'm about, and if you want to know more information, give me a call. That's right. Right. That's right. 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 So, talk to us about the transition from
0: being a realtor under a broker Mm -hmm. to now saying, "Hey, I'm gonna take this huge leap now, despite you know my past, you know, and all the other stuff that I went through. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna now take a leap and start my own business again. You know. So, to talk about that, like how. You know, I we talk about the risk risk and reward assessment, but right. then it's like you, you need a, you need
1: some cojones, right? right to sure. do this again, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. them about. So, that. so as I was a, as I was a, was a realtor and I was training other people, I was always taking in everything like a sponge, just absorbing. Um, and my experience in the bank also helped me with experience being a realtor and also being a mortgage banker as well, because it's all about organization, it's about consistency, it's about um, not selling, it's about um, Asking, asking, you know, asking advice of other people. Um, also, also being humble and being able to sit back and take in the information, take it, take criticism, um, and, and learn from all those things. So when the opportunity presents itself, you're ready. You know, I was when I, when I, I had, when I had sold enough houses to become a broker, I was ready to to jump in and, and, and own my own place. I just had to find the right setup. Um, I worked with um, maybe two or three brokers before I actually opened up my own in 2009, and since 2009, I haven't looked back. Um, You know, Complete Home Realty is taking, you know, and, you know, as we've been growing, you know, several of the bigger companies have tried to merge with us. You know, we've, you know, the Signatures, the Caldwell Bankers, um, the Exit Realty, the Keller Williams, um, all the, they've all come knocking at my door to say, you know, would you like to merge with us? And um, so far, none of them have been the right fit.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and this, this actually, it makes sense because it's consistent with with who you are, Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you like the entrepreneur lifestyle, yes. you know, that you're your own I'm boss. I'm the boss, exactly. Yes. You don't have to answer to anybody, no. right? No,
1: you, not, you, not at all. Yeah, you make your own well, hours. You I, know, answer, I, answer to my, I answer to the person in my head. You know? Oh, yes. I, I, I to yourself. I, yeah, I answer to myself. Right. And, 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 you know, sometimes you have to be uh, candid with yourself. You know, you know, are you doing the best that you can do? Um, are you making good decisions? Sometimes take a step back and just um, not do anything to see what happens. Um, my, my team will tell you I'm very even, even keeled. I, I don't go up and down with when problems I have with the deals. They always work themselves out. You know, if I have to step in and be aggressive, you know, I do. Um, you know, people call me a hammer. You know, you they, know, say that you know, I'm, you know, but I do it softly. You know, I, I'm never nasty with people. I'm never uh, overly aggressive. This is a small business, even though it's big. Every, all the good people know each other. All, all my friends, everybody's part of my, that I deal with. Everybody knows each other, and, and so it's it's. it's Silly to burn a bridge yeah. uh, or, or create an enemy, and, and and I don't see my other fellow realtors as competition. Everybody's got a niche. Everybody does something. You know, whether they work for big companies, independents like myself, or everybody's got a niche, and I salute them all. You know, I, when they when they have a sale or when they have a listing, and or they have a closing, we all salute each other, and I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. again,
0: that's I think that's a testament that's, uh, that's the kind of guy that you are. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I, a I, good, I good guy, a good, good honorable guy. Yes. Um, so, so let's talk about the even keel. Like, how
1: did you come about from being so even keel? Because you weren't always like this. No, I was not. No, in my in my younger days, I was what they call a firecracker. <laughs> I, I you know, I was. I only knew one way, just to be be hard. You know, and um, I had a life a life event. You know, where I ended up um, having uh, losing both my kidneys on, 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 on one day on, on June 6, 2013, um, I wasn't feeling well. I was supposed to go uh, to the doctor, and maybe it's because
0: uh, maybe the lifestyle at that time that led up to it wasn't like you were eating healthy. Well,
1: well, you think were that you think that are, but, yeah. you, but you're not. Um, my my, my kidney my is I had chronic kidney disease, CKD, oh. Oh, wow. and it was from uh, hypertension. Oh geez. So um, trust
0: Yeah,
1: exactly, I, and I can see if I go back in my life, you know, you know, for the time I was a kid, you know, always being, you know, just feeling that burden of always having to be perfect and be uh, get an A and be you know, aggressive. And, so I, those things, you know, build up over time, and you internalize them. So um, you have to learn how to not internalize those things. You know, um, sometimes you got to know how to say no. And I did. I learned how to say no. Um, and then, um, you know, with the with the chronic kidney disease, you know, I, I ended up on dialysis. So oh, for so for our viewers
0: that don't know what that is, it's yes when your kidneys aren't cleaning out okay correct me wrong what mm-hmm. they're not cleaning out your blood so they're you're not filtering. Not, they're not filtering it. They're not filtering the toxins out of your body, yes. So you have to go and get hooked up onto a machine, machine. Yep. to clean to, to serve the function of your kidneys. That's correct, right. Right. I was, I doing, I was
1: doing that three times a week for four hours. Four time. hours a day. Each time Wow. That, yeah, yeah. What
0: time did they start?
1: I would go like five o'clock in the morning. Oh because, my because God. I was working. So I, right. I, I I had this business. Um um, this was 2013, so I was already four years into complete home oh, Right. and so yeah I would go on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, depending on how they would schedule me, and I would go for four hours, and basically you um, you just there with yourself, and the nurses, and you know, a, r- a room of people, and um, during that time, I really learned to, um, I became more con- connected to my faith, I learned how to be more patient, I learned how to listen to people. Um, well, why? Why, why does the, the mind shift? You, I, because I found what I was doing wasn't working. You know, was wasn't, wasn't wasn't how I needed to be um, living. And I, I, think I just got the just got the word from God. I said, "Hey, you need to change some of these things about how you how you you're you're doing your life right now."
0: Yeah, because the the definition and not my quote. I, yeah. I I don't remember who said this but it was Albert Einstein or, or, or uh, yeah. I, I do yeah, yeah. But like uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again right. and again and again. Right. And expecting a different result. Exactly. So for right. Jim, you know, you, you had a, a mind shift yes. where, hey, you know, whatever I'm doing is not physically helping
1: me. No, it was. So you, know, yeah. so you you tried something. Again, constantly coming back to this risk reward yeah. assessment, right? Yeah. Like, well, what well, you, you have you to doing? be honest. You have to be honest. Yeah. So you know, the, you have a team of doctors, and they're saying you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And um, I was compliant. I did everything they told me to do, um, and then some. Um, because you know, going on the transplant, I had to go on the transplant list. Um in New York at that time for my blood type O positive. It could have been seven years. Wow. Um, and there's still people I know that were there when I was there, that are still there. Um, you know, and because of their age now, if they, they can't get a kidney can transplant, but I was um, lucky, I was, I was in my 40s, um, so I was probably one of the younger people there, and um, cause everybody else was 70s, 80s, 90s, wow. 90-year-old people getting dialysis. Um, but um, I was lucky enough you know, that, you know, I got the opportunity to change my life for the better wow and so i did and uh you know i still you know, you still you know you still fl- have things where you, you know you don't eat well this day but the next day you pick it up and you know so cuz we're not perfect beings and uh but you know i do try to be consistent with what i'm doing now um, you know I, you know i exercise as, as much as i can sometimes I, it could be more we all could um i do eat very very good though um i cook at home i love to cook um so um everything um no salt no sugar. you has some it That's important. It's it's you had to make I had to make a total lifestyle change. Yeah. Total. So,
0: was there ever a moment when you were going through the dialysis where you said, "That's it, I'm going to close shop," and you know, or I'm um, you know, I'm not going to be as pre present anymore in the office. Never. Never. So you basically
1: during the dialysis Never. you. It was business as usual, and you yes. continued working. Yeah, I worked, wow. I worked, I worked all throughout dialysis. It was I went three, I went three and a half years. Three and, I, and a half years on I dialysis. dialysis. I, there was maybe one out of two, once or twice that I didn't feel like coming to work. Every time after dialysis, I go from um, five to like eight forty-five. I pick up a breakfast sandwich on the way to work to get my protein. I come in my office by ten o'clock. My energy's back, and I'm ready to go and start the day and I'd work. Just yeah. so six or seven o'clock sometimes. You know, if I needed to work, you know, if I felt a little, you know, bad, when I need to leave early. I would, but I worked every day. Right,
0: right. And, and the thought again never came to your mind to no. the, the, the
1: stop no. lower your hours or no. to even close shop. The, if, if, if anything, if anything, I pushed harder because you know you, you have um, you have more bills now because you have the, the medicals, the, 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 uh, the medicine. Um, but also, I wanted to do as much as I could in the time that I that I had left. You know, I you don't yeah. know you know what's going to happen. I mean. Yeah. I mean, when I was first diagnosed, you know, I could have died. I, I'm not supposed to be here. I mean, the doctor was, t- was definitely, I remember, I could have died that day, and then I could have died another time, you know, when I fell out in my, in my property with enough for a friend. That's right. Yeah, so. That's right. So, so talk about that. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So, I, um, so when I found out the day that I uh, had, uh, um, had my kidney failure, my blood pressure was 260 over 140. And I went to the, I went to the city MD because my doctor wasn't available. And the doctor said, I don't know why you're here, but you need to go see a cardiologist. I called my cardiologist, he said, don't come see me, go right to the hospital. And I was there for like 41 days. And then uh, when I got out of the hospital, about two weeks later, I had a medical complication, like they gave me medication that um, conflicted with each other. And I was coming back from church and I got out of my dr- out of the car and I just passed out right in the driveway. And, and, out. and if my friend and my neighbor had not seen me, I would I would not be here today. Wow. And so I've been in ICU for like another week or so. And But since then, you know, other than small surgeries, you know, um, that I've had, you know, I've been pretty, pretty decent, pretty. Help. I mean, I fractured my elbow. I've had four surgeries on my elbow. I mean, I, it's, you know, I've had a lot of other surgeries, but each time I, I bounce back. I, I've worked, and I worked all those times. I never stopped. Really took work. Even when I got my transplant, the very next day I have my laptop in the bed with me, and I'm, I'm working on a deal. Yeah. Um, and I had a really good. I have a really good support team. That, that's in life. That's what you need. You, you need a good support team. People who can say good stuff to you, and bad stuff to you, and you can receive it.
0: Professionally and personally? Professionally and personally, yeah. Wow, yeah. And, and that same team yeah. is counting on you at yeah. that time, yeah. right? right? And would you say that maybe is something that kept you going? That, oh, definitely. That big brother, coming back to this again, that yeah. big brother mentality yeah. that, Absolutely. you know, yeah. uh, I'm not just gonna leave you out the drive, no. because you're know you yeah, are, not gonna close up shop, yeah. We, yeah, yeah we, we are tied together through whether it be work, yeah. or even, you know, family, yeah. right? Exactly. And well, you, all my,
1: my, my vendors have become my family. You know, you know, all my my attorneys, my mortgage people, everybody has become my family, you know. When I had my transplant, my, my the attorney, the paralegal that works for my attorney, she took all my deals and she worked them. So I never, you know, I never lost commissions. I never missed deals. Um, And then, you know, I can go, I can always go to the closing. They would collect my check and they would mail it to me or I'd go pick it up and so, wow. yeah. So,
0: so there's, a, there's a give and take relationship here that I, I think uh, it's important to talk about. Yeah, because it's true. like, uh, because you're helping, you're such a great guy that is, you know, so uh, supportive of just people in general yes. and it's just you know you give you you receive what you give out right? absolutely because right. the, the more positivity the more hard work that you do right. the more people want to do
1: with, the same with, back with, with, you, right? right without any reservation absolutely yeah yeah yeah. You, yeah i never put out to expect something back but I, you always get it back you yeah. know whether whether you know it's help you know, someone with this business-related or even on a personal yeah. side, of, you know, um, you know, we do a lot of um, donations, we, we get to a lot of charities, you know, from Complete and Home Realty. Usually probably, I would say, out of almost every closing that I do personally myself, I probably about 5% goes to um, different charities, Yeah, would know, like St. Jude's or National Kidney Foundation or there's a um, company, there's a nonprofit here in Long Island, um, White House Mission, that we, you know, yeah. so we're always doing something to give back to the community. And it always comes back to yeah, it. So we, yeah, so the
0: community is great, you know. Um, but, but I want to say, you know, your team, that relationship that you built, you yes. know, again, is not, it's, Jim's not that kind of a boss that where it's like, you're working for me, right. and, you know, you're going to do this for me, period. Right. No, there's like a, no. there's a tie, Correct. almost. Like, there's a relationship that right. you built of, hey, I'm going to support you. And it'd be great if you can help me right. because it's like a partnership. It's a
1: partnership, exactly. You know, absolutely. which is another business, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Strategy, it's, it's, right? Yeah, it's, like it's perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Helping exactly. each
0: other constantly, right? And being right by people. Exactly. You know, I think people think of successful entrepreneurs as like, you know, uh, kind of hidden in the shadow, sneaky and like ripping right. people off. No, I, I, I find that people that are successful are people like you where they are just so giving and open. Well, and supportive, and it just comes back.
1: But well, one of the things that I tell my agents to the first, the first thing that they sit down is that um, it's about giving back. But also, it's we're not here to do one transaction. We're to s- establish relationships. Once you establish relationships, you get the referrals, you get the business. People don't just call me just for for real estate stuff. They call me for other things. You know, you know, you know a good contractor. Um, how are you, you? People just call me. How are you doing today? You know, if my, my customers know my walk, you know. They, I usually share it with them, I usually tell them about my kidney You walk in, even though I'm, I'm past the dangerous part. You know, I'm almost seven years out of the tra- out of transplant. I still share with them, t- so just to let them know, you know, what I've been through. Um, some people just, they need to see other people that have been um, have gone through things just to realize that sometimes it's, life isn't that hard. Right. And um, by sharing my story with people, I you know a lot of people just call me no, this out of blue for no reason. It has nothing to do with real estate. Or whatever, just other life stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wanted to add on. Like, I
0: think, you know, not that experiences are necessarily easy, but sometimes the solutions, experiences are simple. Right. It's hard, but it's not necessarily it, the idea of the solve it is simple, but it's hard for people to actually do it, right? right. Yeah. Um, so, so it was, uh, it was a miracle that, you know, you found a match for your kidney. Yes. And uh, I think. Uh, so so talk a little bit
1: about that. Like right. What so so we were, we were going on like the three and a half um, year mark, and I was actually very tired. R- right around the time that um, I, we found the donor, I was for some you know your body goes through cycles and things like. That. And I was really really tired and uh, got a call like on a Sunday night, um, like three or four o'clock in the morning. Who's calling three or four o'clock in the morning? It was a number I didn't recognize. Because um, I was, I was uh, my donorship was through uh, uh, Stony Brook University out here. So I've been expecting a 631 number, if anything. I was getting a 516 number. They just kept calling and calling. So I said, fine, I picked it up. And the guy was the coordinator who was coordinating to get my uh, the kidney from upstate, from the deceased person down to, down here. And so he said, well, you know, we found a kidney. They explained to you about the kidney, about the person. Um, the gentleman, um, he died in a motorcycle accident. I don't know who he is. He's uh, uh, anonymous. Um, but he had a history of uh, alcoholism. So I said, well, how's that going how to affect me going forward? Um, I said, it won't. So said, you, you never wear alcohol, you, you don't drink alcohol, and they clean the kidney. Okay, let's go. Uh, so the next morning, I went for dialysis. Um, I told him I was getting a transplant and then did whatever I had to do. I already, already had a bag ready just in case you should never know. And by the end of the day, on Monday, I, I got my transplant. And then as, as soon as I got it, you know, you start urinating and the kidney's functioning. And, wow. You know, you go through a lot, though, afterwards, you know, because you have to stay close to the center. So that's why a lot of people go to other states to get transplants, but I stayed in New York. because I, My family's here. My team here. My support team is here. I couldn't go to Florida or Pennsylvania or whatever. I needed to be here. And my business is here, so I couldn't just, you know, stop what I was doing and just go to other states, so. How long it was gonna take, you know, you know God was in control and I, I put faith in that. And so we got lucky, we got, you know, a kidney in three and a half years and, you know. Verse, right, right. Yeah, and when was this when you got the kidney? Um, 2016, October 17, 2016. So 2016, very recently. Well, 2016 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so it'll be seven years in October.
0: Right, wow, wow, so awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to hear. So from then to now, you know, going
1: yeah, 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 yeah. it's been Everything's good. going pretty, yeah, going pretty well. Um, pretty well. You know, we, um, mm-hmm. we're doing the, the Long Island Kidney Walk here on May, uh, May 21st. Uh, Belmont Lake State Park to, to help support the National Kidney Foundation, and um, you know we're already doing donations and everything. So, and we have uh, Duke's team will be out there. <laughs> awesome, which is the name of your kidney, right? kidney. Right? <laughs> yeah. and the reason that you name it whenever you get a, a transplant or, you know it makes it more personal. It's like a, it's like a person. You know? right. So he's a, I'm the host, but he's the, you know he's he's the, he's in charge, and you know it looks it, uh, a name, right? He's a fi- Looks a fighter. A Duke's a fighter, and. Um, just, it just makes it more personal. So, you know, when you're, sometimes when you're in your own thoughts, you know, you talk, you know, how's hey, it going do, you know, everything's, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's good.
0: So would you say, you know, leading up to now, would you say that your success was due to hard work or was it luck? Was it a person? You know, what would you say, you know, is like secret sauce right. or what would you say, you know, helped
1: get you to where you are now? Two things. First thing is my faith in God. That is, bar none. So without that, I'm, I'm nothing. And then second would be hard work. I don't believe in luck. Luck is chance, you know. I mean, yeah, sometimes you may you may you may be in a situation where the right person I, I notices you and I may assist you, but but you have to do the work to be in that position, you know. Um, so i I was always a hard worker. I'm always a hard worker. Um, I'm always thinking, you know, uh, about work. Even if I go on vacation, it's, it's, it's you know, I'm on vacation. But I'm thinking about, you know, what can I do to make things better? How can I be a better person? How can I be a better leader? How can I do what can I do for my team to make it better so we're more more productive. But I think hard work is, is, is the key. Um it's from my my beginnings of, you know, hard work with school, through college, through marriages, through entrepreneur. I it's I think it's the hard work. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You
0: know, I'm I'm a big believer personally of causality, right? Like your action has a cause and Absolutely. an effect yes. you know, to yes. it, yes. right? And and it seems like you know hard, there is no substitution for hard work yes. as far as creating opportunities right. for yourself. Right. And, and as you mentioned, even if you you were at the right place at the right time, right. you had to get to right. that place, exactly. right. right? And what did you do to get to that place? Right. That's right. you know I think that's important. Yeah. You know what, what work did you put in? You know you know how late did you stay up? Research right. or you know how, you know how did you find out, out about this networking event to go and actually make right. that exactly. that reality for yourself. Just make that
1: connection, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: so so definitely get out there, you know, to our listeners. Like you know, get out of your comfort zone. And, that is so key. What you hard. said right
1: there for people to get out of their comfort zone to um, to go out and do something different that you haven't done. You know, go to a networking event. Um, if you're not in business and you you feel like you're stuck, go. Do something that you wouldn't normally do. Challenge yourself. Make yourself uncomfortable. They 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 say that in church all the time. Yeah. sometimes you gotta make yourself uncomfortable to, to to become comfortable. Right. And you know it's uh I didn't get that for a long long time. And then you know as you start to do things, um you you, you see that yeah, yeah by by taking that little step of faith and do whatever, you know it it uh, mushroom or multiplies into something else. Right right yeah.
0: because you know a lot of times people I think misunderstand faith as
1: blind faith,
0: where it's just, I'm just gonna do this, and then great things are gonna happen. No, it's actually, there's logic to this, right? right? Taking that challenge, taking that uncomfortable step, is planting the seeds for you to get to the right right place at the right time, right? To make things happen for yourself. And it's clear, Jim, that you you made these great, you planted
1: these great seeds for yourself to get to. Yeah, we're just starting, we're just getting started. We, we, you know, I mean, and also this is one of those type of businesses where you don't have to retire early. You know, my my goal is to become is to be a broker that is um, not always producing. To have enough people underneath me, to have a team underneath that they're doing the good the good work, you know. Um, and then I can pick and choose who I want to work with. Um, the best thing about being a broker is helping people whether they're buying or selling. Um, you're creating opportunities. You're creating generational wealth. You are creating home security for people. In the United States, there's so much. Home insecurity because of the prices and uh, lack of inventory and um, discrimination and other things that go. You know, so um, being part of that and be, you know, being say um, being a minority owner also is is um, very very important to me. It, it's it's um, and that's probably why I haven't merged with other companies mm-hmm. that are bigger or, because I don't want to lose that identity. Sure. Um, you know uh, you know April is fair housing month uh, for, for realtors. Um, my social media this month that's always been focusing on. Is just to to get it out to let people know that you know this this program you, you, if you have some money you can still buy a house if your credit is, is not decent we can help you get to that point um, if you're looking to sell this is the time to sell because you, we don't know when the market's going to correct itself um, so um, we're always educating people and by educating people we get the referrals we get um, we get the we get the calls and whether they do it now or if they do it six months from now which you know. When they, had to, when they called me, I said, this is what I'm telling you to do. Now, if you don't do it, these are, you know, right. right. Doing
0: right by people, I mean, it's, Always. Right. again, it's, it ha- it's a consistent theme, you know, right. doing right by people uh, has that compounding effect, right. you know. Right. That's one of the things, right, right? like for, for, for people that, you know, don't necessarily believe that, you know, hard work is planting the seeds for luck right. to happen, right. right? Get out of your comfort zone right. and do good for people because, right. It is planting the seeds. Yeah, and don't expect anything great. return. Yeah. Exactly, right. exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just to get out and help people, um, that's that's just part of my my, my DNA. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Although I do want to say, you know, there is a
0: return, right. but not necessarily from that person. But there right. is definitely an internal spiritual, you know, return, right? Because right. it's you know, we're creatures of habit, right. and just being a good person, you know, good things. I and mean, I believe that. Yeah. good things happen. To it people. allows you
1: to sleep well at night
0: you know, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Look at yourself in the yeah. mirror and yeah. say, "Hey, you know, I'm a good person." Right. Right? That's yeah. that's important. Yeah. But Jim, you know, I I don't know how to better end this podcast than that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. thank you so much oh, for yes, for, for being yeah that. being a guest <laughs> on this podcast and yes. sharing your incredible story. I think thank there's you. a lot of value that definitely our, our listeners can gain. From I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So so yeah, I'm gonna uh, definitely leave uh, uh, Jim's information in the description. So, uh, you're, Jim's a super nice guy. If you're ever in town looking for a home, you know I'll definitely put that in there. You know uh, the area yeah, that you yeah. cover. Sure, and, yeah, we'll yeah Seek out, out to, seek out Jim. Jim's a great guy. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right, Jim. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jings Mortgage Team. Jake's Mortgage Team is a team of real estate mortgage professionals whose mission is to help anyone with their real estate needs. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, refinance your home, have credit issues, or in need of an investment loan, we can definitely help you. If you're looking for a real estate agent, we know the best of the best real estate agents. Visit the link below for more information.